Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic. Advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. All right, this is She Slays the Day podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. And I'm excited to be here today, crew. So um, a little update for everyone from last week's episode on empathy, how I'm doing with incorporating more empathy into my life. Um, all right, so I'm kind of going like, I'm going to give myself a uh, Oh, for three or maybe a half for three opportunities I've had in the last week. And I kind of almost succeeded at one. Uh, so not to give too much information about these people, but like, so one was a friend who said like, Hey, shit went down in my life in the last 24 hours. Like, can we talk? So I'm like, yes, let's go get coffee. And so I literally told Kirby as we were, um, going into, or as I was going into that coffee, I was like, okay, so what I'm not going to do is I am not going to offer all these solutions. And like I game planned with him. I was like, mm -hmm, this is how I am going to be more empathetic. So, well, okay, this didn't work well. So I sit down and over the course of only about two minutes, my friend tells me um, like, three or four major things that are happening with her children, all each one individually would be really hard for a parent to process. But like when three of her four children are like struggling. And so I like, so I go, Oh, that sounds really hard. Well, then she just looked at me. And so I, I was patient. I was like, all right, don't jump. Just let. And, um, but it was very clear that she was done talking. She literally responded with like, well, I knew I needed to like get your advice and talk to you. So I'm like, kind of like tapping my fingers, like, huh, how, okay. So then I just went into full blown, like, okay, here's what I would do. All right, so fail. Uh, next one was um, a patient who she told me that her, so I adjust her, everything's going great. And I'm, um, and I'm like, ready to kind of leave the room. Like, all right, well, peace out. And I'm like, uh, and she goes, oh, so as of Sunday, we had to put my dad on hospice. And so I'm like, 
okay, I'm not leaving the room, obviously. Um, and so I like, like alarms go off. I'm like, Ooh, you get to practice empathy with a patient here. Yay. So I, I, I stand there and I'm very aware of like my body language. Um, and I'm there and I'm just like, Oh, tell me about it. Like doing all the things that must be so hard. Um, but after about six minutes of just letting them talk and being empathetic, I start to kind of like lose it in my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, she's never going to stop talking. Oh no, I am stuck in here. I can hear the people piling out of back. I need to get out of this room. And then I started to get like really claustrophobic. Like, oh my God, I have to leave. Um, and at this point she's like giving me a detailed outline as to how she's had to rearrange the living room for like the commode and this and I'm just like wanting to pull my hair out like I had so I gave myself half a point for that one and then the third one I really sucked at that too uh, a friend who's just dealing with some baby blues <laughs> And again, I like ha got this text that like sh life was in you know shambles. And so I'm like calling and I'm like, yep, in my head, like, all right, Lauren, you are going to be so empathetic. You're going to do great. You're just going to let her, you know, not complain, whatever an empathetic person would call it. Um, and you're just going to listen. And so after about three minutes of her talking and me just being like, that sounds really hard, like it didn't seem to be making her feel better. Like it wasn't helping. Like, and so then I went into like go mode of like trying to make her feel better and giving her a gazillion different ways to rethink about it and to not judge herself and exercises for not judging herself. And then like about 35 minutes later, she kind of did the like, yeah, well, that's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. Okay, well, I'll let you go. And so I don't know if I was actually helpful, but I know I was not just sitting and being empathetic. I was trying to problem solve. So I'm a work in progress. I have not magically changed since last week's episode, but at least I am seeing opportunities where I could potentially be more empathetic and practicing. All works in progress, y'all. Okay, so let's read a review. Um, this review is called Small Town Pride, um, and it's from Emily and Aaron. Like, I don't know if these are like people who share. I don't get that. Like, what is the, are they sharing an account? Like, is it like my aunt and uncle who don't understand how Facebook work? And it's like Dave and Loretta. Like, well, you guys can each have your own. I don't get, anyways, somebody probably understands the way Apple reviews work better than I do. So it's five stars and it says Dr. Lauren gave amazing tips for small town business owners in her number nine episode. Wow. So many takeaways for any small business owner in a small town. She's incredibly smart, has amazing ideas and takes risks. Ah, gee, thanks, Emily and or Aaron. Um, Woo -woo. So we're going to pray and then we'll tackle this question and we'll get into the meat of it today. So, dear God, um, not all questions do, do scare me quite as much as this one does, because I feel like the advice is so has so much potential to change the course of someone's life. And I know that's taking a lot um, of on my own. And so, like, remove, first of all, remove any ego that I want to have that effect on someone. Help me give 
advice and asks the right questions for people to realize the path that you've laid out for them. Because I know everybody's is so unique. Um, so just, just help guide this question, this question and these answers today. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I've changed the name of this doc just because, you know, I like to protect y'all. Um, so we're going to say this is from Dr. Sarah. I guess it doesn't really matter, but I'll reference her throughout the thing. So it goes, hello there. Okay, here it goes. I've been an associate doc in the current office I'm in for about a year and a half. I started working here immediately after graduation. One, because I was pumped to start practicing and getting my hands on people as an official DC. And two, because money is an essential thing after many years of being a starving student. Uh, money is always an essential thing for most people. <laughs> the doc I work for is not someone I essentially get along with. He's more medically based, likes to focus on athletes, and lets his ego lead him. Well, hey, Sarah, sometimes we all do that. Um, I'm more vitalistic, focused on giving everyone power over their own wellness, and am led by love. So to say the least, we really don't see eye to eye. The highlight and or negative is we don't interfere with each other and actually hardly communicate during the day. He does his thing. I do mine. I know this is not the right office for me, but at this point, I have built an excellent client base and I love them. I know I'm not the type of person that necessarily wants to work alone in an office. I like the ability to bounce things off of someone else, share ideas, motivate and inspire each other. However, I've had more inspiration to just do my own thing. Thing sooner than I originally thought because of this experience. I thought I would want to be an associate for five years and then move into opening my own um, or finding a partner or co-owners with. So what should I do? <laughs> uh, all right, so let's wrap our head around what I think. I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could go here. Most of the questions that we get into the podcast um, could be like a six part series on the six different questions that Dr. Sarah needs help answering. I mean, I see communication, I see vision, I see core values. Um, for the sake of my podcast, what we're going to tackle is kind of one of the underlying questions of should she, oh wait, we know she doesn't want to stay here, um, but should she associate or start a practice? And this is an underlying question that a lot of people, when they write in, are asking whether they're a student or have been in practice, you know, less than five years or maybe even longer. Uh, but they just want to know, like, should I associate or go on my own? Uh, we need to realize that there may be a time for both. Like we like to make this very black and white of like, should I do X with my life or Y? Um, and the answer may be both, just depending on the time. Um, and we also need to destigmatize associating a little bit before we go into it. For those that are not chiropractors that li um, are listening, being an associate is just working for someone else. So basically she's asking, should I work for someone else or be an entrepreneur and do my own, have my own clinic? Maybe that was a given and obvious, but I just wanted to make sure everyone's following. Okay, so we need to destigmatize associating. My experience with my school and conferences and just basically 12 years into this profession, including school, um, I think that there's a negative stigma around being an associate. I think that, well, and honestly, I think in America, uh, we glorify and celebrate being an entrepreneur. Right. Like especially right now, there is so 
much content being created by like big people who is all about like, find your thing, start your thing, create your own course. And basically the underlying message is, is like, figure out how you can be an entrepreneur at something you love. Um, what we don't do is we don't celebrate or talk about all of the failures. We talk about it after the fact. So we may say like, Richard Branson filed bankruptcy eight times before he became a billionaire. And I actually don't think that's true. Um, I don't know if he did or not. I just pulled that out of my butt. Uh, you know, but we talk about it after, right? We don't go like, oh, how amazing and inspiring. That entrepreneur filed bankruptcy today for their seventh time. Wow, that's really cool and gets me going in the morning. So we don't really talk about people who are failing. We just talk about the success stories. Um, and within chiropractic and associating, I just feel like they're, and it's gotten better, totally better. Um, but I feel like there's this, you're lazy. Oh, so you don't have what it takes. Or why did you go to school and spend all of that money to work for someone else? It's like somewhere along the line, being a successful chiropractor became unanimous with being a entrepreneur. And I just think we got to break that. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, so before we can move through anything, we have to at least level the playing field and recognize any uh, stigma that you've placed around being an associate because you're not going to be able to make a clear decision for your life with those with those stigmas attached. You got to find out where they came from, burn the boats and start neutral. Um, and then before we get into the meat of this answer, I'm actually taking a page from my good friend, Christy Wick, who is much more about asking questions. Now, I love forcing my opinion on people. Hello, I started a podcast so you couldn't talk back to me. And it was all about my advice and opinion. Um, but like I talked about in the prayer, this one kind of scares me because I I don't know, Dr. Sarah. Um, we corresponded back and forth more than I read, but I still don't know her. And how she answers certain questions would completely direct how I would move forward in the conversation. Um, and I don't have that liberty of this being a conversation. And you listening, who's not Dr. Sarah, who I don't know about, there isn't one great answer of like whether you should associate or go on your own. So for this podcast, we are going to go over the four questions that you need to ask yourself when determining whether being an associate or starting your own practice is right for you. So, hey ladies. So I have a super awesome Lady Cairo to share with you who's artistic and awesome and innovative and filling my clinics with gorgeous watercolor paintings. So Sandy Arthur is the artist behind some absolutely stunning watercolors of the musculoskeletal system and of course our favorite, the vertebrae and spine. Um, she also just came out with really cute they're so pretty uh, stickers and I can't wait to stick them all over my water bottle and my computer and anything else I can stick a sticker on. So follow at Sandy Spines on Instagram or find her Etsy store. Uh, we have a super exclusive discount code for you though. So if you enter she slays in all caps when checking out in her Etsy store to save 10%, 
10% off your order, you guys, and you'll get a free sticker. And seriously, they're adorable. So for more information on Sandy, how to follow her, get in contact with her, her artwork, or how to use the promo code, go to sheslayspodcast.com forward slash Sandy, or just enter SHESLAYS, all caps, as your promo code when checking out on her Etsy store. Boom, boom, boom. Let's get going. So number one, what do you value right now? So she touched on this a little bit in her question. She talked about why she originally started associating um, because she valued uh, money. (laughs) But she didn't really go into whether she still is that still a big thing or is she a little less scared of those student loans? Um, Figuring out where you're at in life, like what is what are your core values right now? What are your personality tests telling you? Um, Do you sit at night and dream of what tile you would have and what your logo would look like? Are you about to graduate and you are all about learning? You just want to like dive in and learn from people in the field who've been practicing then like, okay, then continuing to associate if like learning and gathering is still such a key value of you. Um, If stability and money is like, if you're not really sure if you like this town or not, um, that's going to tell you if you're about to have babies and the idea of having a maternity leave where you could take 12 weeks and not be stressing out about the clinic numbers and handling problems, even while you're on maternity leave, that's going to tell you something. Um, are you just full of hustle and you're like, I don't have babies, or maybe your babies are great ages. And you're like, I've just got all of this energy to give. I am reading the books. I am like obsessing over podcasts on business. Um, I'm just ready to hustle for me. And I feel bad, like doing it for somebody else. Um, that's going to tell you something. So I want to share a story about one of my interns that I had. Um, so I won't say her name. I don't think this is an embarrassing story at all, but so when she originally was wanted to intern, you know, we were like, potentially we'd be ready to hire another associate. And she really wanted to associate for us. And I was like, well, there's a possibility. We'll just have to kind of see where we're at as a business, if we're ready to take on a third associate. So she was, is amazing. And I could tell, right. I mean, I don't let interns in who would be anything other than amazing. Um, I'm just kind of selfish like that. So I knew like she would do great things for our clinic. Um, and she just had like these, these side gigs going, she's just a go-getter. So it became very clear to me over our, in her internship, one that like, I didn't need a third associate. I could have made it work, but that, she wasn't going to be happy working for me. Or if she was, it would be for like a year, year and a half. And um, I couldn't fill the entrepreneur void that I saw in her. So I had to have this hard conversation with her where I like, was like, hey, I think you need to open your own. And she was kind of sad. Um, you know, I could tell like she didn't cry or anything, but like you could tell she was just kind of like F. So that means you're not hiring me. And she's like, okay, well, and I was like, well, have you thought about what you would name your clinic? 
if you, and she had an, an answer immediately. She's like, oh yeah, I've thought about it. I would name it this. And I was like, oh, that's a cool name. Um, have you thought about like what your logo would look? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually had somebody on Etsy make it for me. So like, I could show you what it looked like. And I'm just like hand, forehead in hand type thing of like, you funny, adorable woman. You thought you'd be happy working for someone else when you had like a logo and a brand and all of this ready, like you wouldn't have been happy, silly girl. Um, so if you're sitting there going like having Pinterest boards and creating logos, I mean, I don't think that any associateship w would make you happy. But if you're not doing that, you know, so you just have to ask yourself, what is really important to you at this stage in life right now? So number two, what do you like and dislike about your current situation? So if you're an associate, um, what do you dislike? Do you dislike the hours? Do you have to like work Saturdays? Um, and you picture that if you started your own, you wouldn't have to work Saturdays. Do you dislike the patient demographic? Um, you know, I think she said, I don't know if I read it in the question, but in, back and forth, she said that like he sees a lot of athletes and she wants to see more pediatrics. Um, do you dislike the pay structure? Do you think that you should be taking home more money from the number of adjustments you're giving? Um, but what do you like about being an associate? Do you like that you don't have to, you didn't have to like deal with any extra stress um, except for being shorthanded when somebody quit uh, last week in the office? Do you like being able to turn off at the end of the night? And like, if your boss sends you a message at 7.30, you're like, yep, cool. I'm going to answer that tomorrow at eight. Uh, so go and kind of balance. What do you like? What do you dislike? If you're currently owning and thinking about, you know, not owning anymore and selling your practice and becoming an associate, you know, what do you dislike? Do you like the, dislike that there's no coverage? Do you feel like you're chained to your practice and you can't take a vacation? Do you feel lonely? But then again, what do you like about it? Do you like the freedom to be creative? Do you like, um, you know, do you like your hours that you say you don't work on Saturdays? Do you like that you can choose to be cash, not cash? If you're a student, um, you can't really say what do you like or dislike about your current situation because your current situation has a finite end date and you have to pick what you're going to do after, obviously. So for you, I would say go through the exercise of saying, what do you picture liking versus disliking about each? So go through an associate position. What do you picture liking? What do you picture disliking? Owning. What do you picture liking? What do you picture disliking? And then... Um, kind of play a game. So in our family, we play a game that's kind of a series of would you rathers, uh, but they're connected to each other. And it, so here's how it goes in our thing. I'd say like, okay, Charlie, would you rather go on a vacation to a beach or a city? And she'll go like a beach and I'll go, okay, would you rather go on a vacation to a beach in the middle of winter and it's cold or a city and it's warm and beautiful and it's fall? And then she has to like, kind of go like, ooh, ugh. would I, do I want to go to a beach if it's cold or, you know, and so then we just keep layering on things. It's just a fun game to pass time in the car. I recommend it. You do have to have a really good memory though, because as you add like five or six things, you're like, okay, would you rather? rather be on a beach, but it's cold, 
but you're collecting seashells, but you have to eat tacos. They don't have margarine. Like it gets complicated. So do that with yourself of like, okay, would you rather um, make $80,000 as an associate, but see a patient demographic that you really don't think you care for? Or would you rather make $30,000 and see a very, very small number of demographic that you love seeing? Um, and so then like, if you go like, well, I guess I would go with the money, but the demographic, you're like, okay, so money's really important. Would you rather make, you know, and you just start diving in. I won't beat a dead horse. Hopefully that makes sense. The takeaway with that, would you rather game where you layer in a good thing, a bad thing, a good thing, a bad thing is there is no free lunch. Um, I think that's the phrase. (laughs) Um, you're always going to be trading something. So wouldn't we all love to have a financially secure job that has no risk, that we get to have unlimited vacation, that we, you know, there is, I don't think there's an associate job out there that has unlimited vacation, healthcare coverage, um, and pays $200,000 a year. Like, I, I don't think it happens. There might be associateships that you get paid six figs plus, uh, but I, that's going to come with some stress. I'm just going to go out there. If you, but side note, if you are looking for an associate, and you're going to pay $200,000 and I only have to work like 15 hours a week and you are an all cash clinic and it's pediatrics and I will have unlimited vacation. Um, but I don't have to worry about any of the like negatives. I, can you let, can you please reach out to me? Because I would like to apply. I am going to close up shop and just be your associate. So anyways, there is just this give and take. So I, uh, have an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, spirit. But even with that, um, you know, so we're in marriage counseling this week and we're talking and it's fun and it's great. And um, I don't remember what Darren said. He's our counselor. If you haven't listened to the episode where we talk about how much we love our counselor, you should. Um, So in the session, it kind of comes out that like uh, I don't put as much energy into the marriage because I spend so much energy on work. And it has to do with the fact that I have complete faith that my marriage will always be there and it's a safe place that will never go away. But I have an underlying fear that even though we're at this level of success, that it could still tomorrow go away. Like you hear these stories about bankruptcy and this and that. And so even though I love being a business owner and not being an associate, I carry on a day-to-day basis, it affects all realms of my life, a little bit of fear and worry around like, but what if this goes away? And like, if I was an associate, I'd be like, well, then I would just, if that clinic closed, sorry for them, I would just go get a different associate job. And it really wouldn't affect me that much. So either way, there's no free lunch and you just have to kind of balance what you're willing to give up for that position. Is it money? Is it time? Um, And you're going to start getting closer and closer to your answer. 
Hey, She Slayers. So I have a really cool app that we started using in our clinic a few months ago and have been getting such great feedback from patients that I want to share with you. So it's called the Progressive app, and you can go to She Slays Savings on our website for more information on how to find them. But here's what it is. So it's this app that is created for chiropractors who really focus on prenatal and pediatrics. It's got beautiful resources and tools that complement the care that we do in our clinic, but save time. Because I don't know if you've heard me say this or not, but I really don't like talking about stretches and exercises in practice. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't want my pregnant patients to be doing them. It doesn't mean I don't want my kids that I'm seeing to be doing these brain exercises. I just don't want to take time to do it. So this app allows me to grow my practice and have my patients get all of those amazing resources without me spending the time doing them. So there's two ways that you can use it. Our clinic is using it as an app. So my patients literally think we're all fancy and like have our own app that I had built. No. Um, or you can put it just into your website. So email support at connectedandinspired.com if you have questions. But if you sign up and you mention she slays in the subject line of your email, you will get 20% off your first month. So question three. Is there an easier solution other than flipping a 180? So like we kind of view this of like associate or be an entrepreneur. Um, if you're finding that you don't like um, the hours, the pay, the patience, um, but you do like being able to turn off, like maybe just looking for a different associateship is the right answer. Um, maybe looking for a place that sees more kids. Um, it sounds like you're not really jiving with this dude. So maybe either finding a more empathetic male or working with a female might be a better associate position to apply for. Um, you know, but like you don't, just because this isn't going well doesn't mean that it's like, well, I guess I, I should start a practice because associating isn't going well. Or if you're in practice um, and you like a lot of the freedom around creativity and setting your own hours and this and that, but one of your biggest complaints is that you're just lonely and you want to bounce ideas off someone, um, you know, there's solutions to that. Is there a room in your current clinic that you could rent out to another chiropractor or an acupuncturist or a massage therapist? You know, can you have collaboration within health under your roof, have another person that you can talk to through things? Is there another chiropractor in town or a neighboring town that's also solo practice that you kind of like you stalk them on Instagram and you're like, I think we could be besties um, or at least we could get coffee together. And I would like talking to her, reach out and say like, hey, I just feel kind of lonely in practice. And I know you practice by yourself. You may not feel lonely, but would you be willing to grab coffee and just talk like <laughs> single white female seeking other single white female uh type situation of like I need a friend um that's great you know you're not by yourself and that's an easier solution than selling practice selling your practice and you know just to like not be lonely okay 
So, you know, just go back. Is there an easier solution than flipping this 180 and doing this big drastic thing? Can you tweak your current situation towards the life? Because this could be a stepping stone. So like, you might not like this. You might know like, oh, eventually I know I want to, but I just am not sure if I'm ready yet. Then apply at a different place. And, you know, if you're an associate, if you, one of the things you hate is how you're currently being paid or that you work Saturdays, like apply for a job that sounds great. And if they're like, yeah, but you would need to work Saturdays, then say like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. That's one of many reasons why I'm leaving this position is I know from experience that I'm not happy working Saturdays. And if that's mandatory for the job, I completely understand. I'm not your girl. And then keep looking around. Or they might say like, oh, you know, I would really appreciate anytime I'm hiring someone who knows themselves and has that life experience and can bring that and go like, I know I will be an unhappy employee and read through the lines. We'll eventually look for a different job if you make me do X, Y, or Z. Because when we're hiring, like as an owner, when we're hiring an associate, we kind of want you to stay forever and ever. Um, and we want to figure out how to make you happy. Um, and so, you know, just know that you have that capability to communicate and like try and make an associate job, the next associate job, better than what you dislike about this one. Hey, y'all. Okay. So many of you have probably listened to episode 10. Um, it's my most embarrassing one for sure. It's me bearing my soul on all my brokenness and body image issues. Um, and it's basically me coaching with Megan Sanvey, who is my personal fitness coach. Uh, so she is an amazing health coach that I've been using for months now to not just reshape my body. She is helping with that and workouts, uh, but really more of our work is coming in reshaping the way I think and interact with food, workouts, and my own body and the mirror. So, which, I mean, let's be honest, that's kind of the hardest part of it, that mental part. So she's been a godsend to me, and I want to share her with all of you. So all listeners of She Slays Today podcast can get 20% off their first month with Megan. She's going to create customized nutrition plans tailored to your life that don't put anything off limits because um, that's not realistic for the rest of your life. She's going to do customized monthly workouts depending on what you're wanting to accomplish. For me, my goals are always based around getting a Beyonce booty. Uh, so my workouts have a lot of butt stuff in it. Uh, and she's going to do accountability check-ins, mindset hacks to help you overcome difficult situations, but also overcome the negativity that we've placed around food. She's been available to me 24 seven. Um, I have not messaged her at one in the morning, so I don't know. But so when I'm having a meltdown about the picture I looked bad in or that fifth piece of pizza that I had, and I'm starting to enter my old patterns of self-loathing and shame, she's been there for me. So all listeners to this podcast get 20% off their first month with Megan just by mentioning She Slays the Day in your first free intro call. So check out sheslayspodcast.com forward slash Fierce for more information on Megan, her program, and how to connect with her. So the final question, um, and this question is more for the people who are really leaning towards, yeah, I think I want to do this. I think I want to make the jump. I didn't think I would ever want to own my own, but I'm thinking I do, or I thought I would want to wait 10 years or whatever. I want to ask, are you equipped emotionally and physically to take that jump right now? Um, 
I will preface this last question and this last portion by saying I am in no way trying to talk anyone out of being an entrepreneur. Um, I, but <laughs> I think we have enough content out there, like I said, pushing people towards entrepreneurship that I can take um, kind of the devil's advocate role here and be like, Okay, let me just tell you a little bit about this. Um, there is a substantial amount of tolerance for risk that is necessary to make that jump. Uh, we like to think that uh, people who are running their own business, they're just fearless um, and they're so brave and they're not scared because they've just figured out exactly what their calling is, what their purpose is. They know exactly what their logo would look like. They found the perfect space. They found the per perfect marketing plan and they're great. They have everything in part and now they feel comfortable moving forward. And the reality is, is that you can actually have all that and still be scared shitless. Part of being a entrepreneur and owning your own is being willing to jump and be courageous. And so if you, because you might fail, that's right. Like that is the fear is that you are going to jump and you are going to land flat on your face. You are not going to be a success. Back to the no free lunch thing. Like you don't get to make, you don't get to have the potential to make half a million dollars without the potential to file bankruptcy on the same thing. You can have, you should have a good game plan. Like that's for sure. Please don't. Um, it's more than just like a faithful jump, but like you have to be able to swallow that risk and be okay with like, this could fail. Are we equipped as a family for the potential that it could happen? And I, I know that's a very fear mongering way. I'm not trying, again, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of it, but we do not highlight the stories of like, yeah, so I um, started my own practice and we struggled for three years and it didn't go well. We couldn't afford to take a vacation. So I sold it. And now I am working as an associate and making more money and I'm happier. Like we don't really talk about that stuff. Um, and some of the happiest associates out there have actually gone through that ditch um, and wish they could have just avoided it altogether. So are you um, equipped just where you're at in life? Are you equipped to have that tolerance for risk? Do you have family and friends um, that have knowledge that you can lean on? Um, you know, if you're, it doesn't really matter if you're married in a relationship or not. Um, but, you know, I will tell you that when I started a practice, being, having Kirby in my life as a marketing and finance degree, I felt a lot more equipped than if he didn't, right? So like, you just have to weigh the pros and cons of like, okay, do I have family that I can lean on if, okay, if I can't make my rent payment, could I move into my mom's basement while I get the practice up and running? That's fantastic if you can. Like, that's cool. Like, do what you got to do if you want to start your practice. But like, if you're like, oh, no, my family lives eight hours away. Um, my partner knows nothing about running a business. I'm new to this town, so I don't really have any business connections. I don't have time to learn. Like you just, you might have the seed and you know eventually, but like right now you just might not be equipped. God has not, for a reason, 
brought the necessary tools into your life for you to make this jump. And I, I, I circle back to like strongly believing in faith that like there could be a time and a place for you to start your own practice, but like take a sec back and think about like, what is, whether it's innate universal intelligence or God or whatever you believe in, what is energy bringing into your life? What are the signs? And if all the signs, it's like, so for side note, I was thinking about starting a nonprofit, but one of the biggest things we ran into was that we needed a board. Um, and I was like, I don't really want to ask people and like inconvenience them. Well, over the course of a week, a nurse practitioner, like oh, I was seeing her in clinic and um, she was talking about how she, our nonprofit has to do with foster kids and a nurse practitioner in clinic who I was adjusting just randomly brought up how she has a, uh, like she can't get this um, calling to help foster kids out of her mind, but they have a lot of kids. So she doesn't know how she can help the foster kids in our community. And it, it kind of like blindsided me like, holy cow. Um, would you, would you ever want to be on a board to help? And she's like, um, absolutely. And a similar thing happened for a lawyer, um, a friend who works has like done major fundraising for nonprofits. Like these people just all of a sudden came into my life and it was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Um, so what is God bringing into your life? This is where I has to ask the question because I don't know. I do not know what are all the little signs that he is, what are the emails, what are the things you're noticing that are leading you in a direction? Are you getting a bunch of closed doors? That's a pretty big indicator that he's like, hey, I'm not saying no, I'm saying not yet. Because the reality is, is that if you have this um, little seed in your heart to start a practice, to be an entrepreneur. Um, okay, hold on. Even if you don't have the seed, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or that you won't open up your own practice. Like, like I get it. Like you, the seed just isn't planted yet. It could come later. Don't worry, y'all. Um, God hasn't planted it. But if you have that seed that God has planted in your in your heart, you will never be happy associating long term. And I know that's a big, scary, hairy, provocative statement, but it is the reality of like, if you're sitting in bed dreaming about what color you would paint your um, exam room and this and that, like he's trying to tell you that you have been equipped with the skills to make an impact on your own. And like, that's the calling that he's leading you towards. Um, and you'll never be happy. Even if you get your owner to paint the color of the room that you want, like it's, it's in you. And, but that doesn't mean it has to happen next month. God is a lot more patient than we are. So you might have a seed and you go through this exercise and you go like, oh yeah. Okay. I'm definitely opening, but my exit strategy is going to be about two years from now. And we have lots of questions on exit strategy that we will tackle um, some episode coming up very, very soon. But so that's it. These are the four questions. What do you value right now? What do you like and dislike about your current situation? Is there an easier solution than flipping a 180 and jumping to the other ship? Um, and are you equipped emotionally and physically to take that jump right now? Or is God telling you to wait? 
So on that note, I love you guys so much. Please keep the questions and reviews coming in. And I promise to just continue to be vulnerable and honest and raw with everyone um, and share my life and experience and all of the wonderful flaws that I bring to the table. So until next week, have a great week, She Slayers. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>